to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, And joining me today, a brand new guest, a brand new rock star. He is a sales, he's a CEO of Sales Guru Global and a best-selling author of How to Become a Sales Master. I am so excited to dive in on these topics because I think all of us want to become sales masters. Navid Momeni, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the, the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to uh, not only learn a bit myself, but also to, to share for the audience. So let's jump right in. I mean, so, uh, you know, we're living in an interesting time right now. So what, for those listening, what are some of the best methods for prospecting to increase sales in 2022 and, and beyond? Um, that's a great question, Kirby. Um, so, you, you know, as once COVID started, things changed. I want by that is before before COVID started, uh, the salespeople, especially the business development representatives or SDRs, uh, they had a higher chance of getting hold of the, the, the prospects, right? And then after that, uh, I never forget when it happened, I was managing a sales team uh, uh, at a company, um, a tech company here in, in downtown Toronto. And uh, all of my reps that were, that were, you know, they were all shocked. They didn't know anything about the future. They didn't know what to do, right? And, yeah. and everyone was, was in the panic mood. And uh, this is a time that I always tell people uh, that was what COVID taught us was the best timing for the leaders to step up and for uh, bosses to step down, right? Mm. You know, my job was, you know, to make sure to, uh, to, to lead the team uh, going through this uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen with some of our clients, people were worried about their jobs. Uh, you know, people were worried about you know their contracts out there, and you know, uh, clients not signing it now because of COVID and all that. Yeah. So, um, once COVID started, I always tell people that, uh, and still in some areas, still it's going. In some areas, the COVID is down. Uh, you have to think outside of the box, right? Mm -hmm. To do that is, you know, if so many people are working from home then, uh, you know, then the good news is you don't have to go through the gatekeeper. That's a good yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. Right? Uh, having said that, what's the best channel to do your prospecting, right? Uh, for me, still, you know, till this day, I always say that I'm a fan of, you know, the traditional, you know, way of picking up the phone and do the cold calling. Mm -hmm. uh, I see even right now my team, you know, my top guys, top performers, they get most of their... Uh, ops through cold calling. Uh, having said that, uh, you have to be smart and you have to use different methods. So one of them is uh, to make sure that you're doing prospecting through LinkedIn and uh, uh, Twitter, right? Which, which is very um, useful. Uh, and all you have to do is basically you have to know how to use LinkedIn Navigator and you have to know how to do prospecting on uh, Twitter. And so many salespeople are not leveraging Twitter. And I time that you know make sure you're doing prospecting not only through linkedin but also through twitter but also through facebook instagram or even you know even clubhouse if you are an expert uh in specific topic uh open uh you know open a chat room my sister she's an immigration lawyer and she finds lots of uh, uh clients uh right by you know going there and just sharing you know her knowledge about you know, the immigration, you know, from, I don't know, Middle East to, to US or Canada, 
So these are the areas that I tell people you have to think outside of the box, right? Um, this is the first one. So through social media and especially you know, through Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, uh, you don't have to be worried about the gatekeepers. Um, the second one I would say is uh, attending virtual events. If you are uh, afraid of uh, you know, COVID and you don't want to attend in-person events, there are lots of virtual events uh, happening. Right? So this is very important to make sure that you know you are uh, you know you are taking advantage of these events and do your research. Do your research and see, for example, if you're selling a solution that is uh, that can help companies you know with their uh, you know finance department. Uh, do your research and see where do all the accountants and CFOs uh, go. Yeah. What kind of uh, events do they usually attend? Right. And, uh, and, you know, be part of that, right? And uh, still is one of the ways that uh, you can find uh, good quality leads and prospects, right? Yeah. So this is the second one. Uh, the third one is, um, which so many people don't do, uh, is uh, asking for referrals. Mm -hmm. The time, you know, for you to, to go back to some of the clients that you have been working with, you know, for years, and just, you know, just, and I have a sample email that I'm always more than happy to share with anyone who's uh, listening uh, to this podcast. They can always reach out to me and I can share that with them. Uh, where, you know, it's a very respectful email to your existing clients and asking them to help you build your, you know, uh, your portfolio. And uh, this message is simple. The same way that Mr. Client, I've been taking care of you. I would love to do the same for your friends or colleagues in the industry. Is there one or two names that uh, that can come to your mind that you think can use our products and services? If it is, there are two ways to refer them. A, just forward this email to them, or B, just send me the names. I take care of the rest. Yeah. Right? And so many people, salespeople, are shy of that. But I tell them, you know, especially you know, because of COVID and all that, this is the time that you have to go reach out to them and, you know, uh, make sure, obviously, they're happy with you and your company and all that. But then, you know, ask them, you know, for your, uh, for a referral. Uh, the fourth way uh, for prospecting, which is, uh, you have to be very consistent doing this, is showing your expertise in social media. And what I mean by that is, if you are a consultant, I always say, you know, sales people are good sales consultants, right? Uh, try to share posts, uh, you know, daily, weekly, and share something that can add value to your prospects industry. So, hey, for example, here's an article that I recently wrote. Did you know that 68% of hotels last year, they closed down because of dot, 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 dot. That's your article. And then when people you know, click on it, when they read it, they can learn two to three points that they didn't already know, right? Consist consistently, when you keep doing this, when you keep repeating this, when you keep uh, providing content that delivers value to your potential prospects, then that's the time you get a message from one of those people uh, in your inbox that, and this has happened, one of my um, reps, he's amazing at doing that, uh, that he gets uh, messages a lot, you know, on LinkedIn, hey, really enjoyed, you know, reading this, uh, you know, article that you mentioned, this thing, actually our organization is dealing with some of these challenges, let's schedule a call. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the final point is, uh, remember just prospecting is a number game. Uh, before COVID, 
uh, maybe the touch points were between 20 to 30 uh, or maybe less. After COVID, it's double. It's between 36 or 44 touch points. I was reading an article the other day to get hold of the prospect. So don't get discouraged. Uh, make sure that you know your ideal customer profile. You know who exactly you're reaching out to and have a clear game plan. Sometimes you don't need to make 50, 60 dollars a day. Sometimes you can make only 20, 25, 30 dollars a day, but you're going with a customized message. You know exactly who you're reaching out to. You have done your prep. You know what's your game plan. You know why exactly the organization have to work with your company and just uh, simplify their life and show them you know, how exactly can help them to get from point A to point B. Man, that's that's uh, that's great stuff, and it's it's a lot to digest, and so I love that because um, I think you know thinking outside the box, providing value through social media, you're you're speaking my language there, so I love that. Um, so, why is the proper handling of objections such a big deal in sales today? Uh, it's uh, that's so many so many salespeople they hate objections, they don't like objections, and. Everyone wants that easy way of, Mr. Customer, this is my product. Let me show you one feature after another feature after another feature. If you like it, you do, great, sign. Um, maybe this happens maybe once uh, in a thousand years. Uh, because, you know, it doesn't work like that. So obviously, you know, it's very important when someone's throwing an objection at you. Uh, first, we have to see if it's an objection or a smoke screen. It's very important, right? You have to identify if it's an objection or a smoke screen. If it's an objection, then good. Now you know ways you know to handle that objection. Um, if it's a smoke screen, then you have to you know try to clarify and try to understand what's the real objection behind that smoke screen. Because that smoke screen is fake. It's not real, right? It's a reaching out before coming into a meeting and to speak to my business partner. This is not telling me anything what's the real reason this person is not committing to a meeting, right? So that's why, you know, first we need to understand if it's an objection or a smoke screen. And then we need to understand, you know, if it's at the beginning of the call when you're doing your prospecting, or is it in the middle of your demos that someone throwing an objection at you? Because there is a huge difference. If it's at the beginning of the call, you're doing prospecting, you're cold calling, you're reaching out to someone to schedule uh, an introduction call, right? And the person says, hey, you know what? Sorry, I'm not interested. So here's the three steps, easy steps that you follow. You can handle any objections, any. The first one is very simple. You need to listen and acknowledge. So the worst is when someone tells you I'm not interested and the salesperson go, no, but you need to listen to me because of this. Our company's top 10, you know, in North America, we work with like clients of like Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Boom, you're done. You're done. You have the video of 10 seconds. 10 to 15 seconds to capture that person's attention. Right. And if you can right at the beginning, it shows what? You're not listening to the prospect. So always you need to show that you listen and you acknowledge what they say. Hey, you know what? You're not interested, absolutely. I completely understand where you're coming from. I, I know what you mean. You must be getting thousand calls like this. Immediately the person goes, okay, good. This person is listening to me, right? Okay. And the second step, you need to tell them and give them a sentence that they didn't expect to hear. Something that other 70, 80 cold callers that day didn't say to that person, right? So for example, if the person goes, hey, you know what? Thank you, you know, 
uh, you're good, you're already working with, I don't know, one of your competitors, right? So many times, again, the rookie salespeople, what they do is they start bashing the competitor, right? Oh, you guys are working with them. Yeah, but yeah, those guys are awful at this. They are at this. We're actually better than them because of this, this, this. A, you're questioning now your, the person's intelligence. Yeah. Like, why you went with that one, uh, competitor? B, again, it shows that you're not listening to them, right? But how can we break that negative negative habit or that's you know, the self-defense mood of the prospect when they say, hey, you know what? They're already working with these guys. And that's the time for you as a salesperson in order to surprise them and break that, you know, that habit. You just say, oh, wow, those guys are actually amazing. Congratulations. This actually shows, you know, you know a lot about your and uh, you guys picked an amazing, uh, amazing winner. That way, immediately the prospect goes, wait a second, is this guy, uh, you know, promoting the, their computer business or what's going on here? And then that's the time to say, having said that, today, the clients that we have today, so many of our clients, they actually switch from that company to our company because of A, B, C, D, four of your value points, value mm -hmm. points. Are you guys dealing with any of these challenges with these guys today? Mm. Like, when was the last time that you actually experienced experience a shutdown? When was the last time that it took 48 hours for someone to get back to you? Then you go, you break that, and you tell them something that you didn't even expect to hear. Or, you know, the person say, I'm not, you know, interested. And then you say, hey, you know what? Absolutely, you're right. You shouldn't be interested because I'm just a stranger reaching out to you today. But what I want to tell you is so many of my customers today, they told me the exact same thing that you were telling me. They weren't interested at the beginning when I reached out to them. Today, they are telling me that they, it was the best decision they ever made by giving me five minutes of yeah. I like it. Oh, very professional. That's the second second step. And the third step, you go back to your point, you request a meeting. Huh. I like it. That's a meeting. Yeah, sorry. That's that's really good. Uh, you, you're you're chock full of great information here. Now, um, final question for you, buddy. What are some things? I, I love this this question. I in doing research, this was something I saw that you you answered. What are some things you should never say during a qualification call? I'm super curious about this. <laughs> there, are, there are lots of things. That, <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> there, there are lots of things that you should uh, you should never say during a qualification call. Um, if I want to pick five or six things, uh, um, the first one is the dead end questions. Okay. Never ever say, you know, uh, dead end questions. An example of the dead end questions is like, um, yeah, Mr. Customer, so are you, uh, are you happy with your current provider? And the person, if the person said yes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, the conversation from there right right uh versus i always tell people it's like you know uh when you tell your your, your friend your buddy hey man like yeah uh, are you you know good you know happy healthy and all that yeah 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 no, yeah that's the end question you said you should ask your friend you know when was the last time you took the trip right when was the last time that uh you were able you know to catch up sometime with your uh, you know ex uh, soccer buddies when was the last time that you were able you know, to go with your friends grab a drink? When was the last time that uh, you did a blood test and everything came back normal? By asking four or five questions, then your friend will go, oh, shit, I thought I was happy and healthy. 
I don't think I am. Right? <laughs> so it's the same thing with this, right? Uh, dead-end questions. Never ask those dead-end questions. Um, one of the things that I dislike, I don't want to use the word hate, is when someone in the qualification can say, are you, uh, are you the decision maker? Yeah. Right? Like right straight, because the point here is if the person is a decision maker, they would say yes. And nowadays, you don't have one decision maker. You have right. multiple decision makers. The first is not a decision maker, and they might feel a little bit offended by that question, meaning that are you asking this because you think because I'm a accountant, you know, a director or you know, VP of something, I'm not the decision maker? Like, what are you hoping to achieve by asking that question? Right. You put yourself in a very bad position. Um, another one that I... This one I can say I hate uh, when people say to be honest with you. Yeah. And you know, when they say that, it just like it just it just goes here. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, to be honest with you this, to be honest with you that. Like, what do you mean? You haven't been honest with me? <laughs> now you're just being honest with me. Um Another one uh, I would say they should never ever say is bashing your competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, never ever uh, do that. Uh, never ever uh, try to you know uh, talk bad about your competitors and all that. Um, uh, arguing or going back and forth uh, instead of their objection. So that's the part that if you're in the middle of the you know discovery call and if they throw an objection. Uh, then that's the part that you use that, you know, Laramie method, which is, you know, you listen, you know, you explore, you know, uh, you uh, try to um, basically, um, so you listen, you acknowledge, you uh, explore that where is the real reason of this objection coming from, and at the end, you know, you, uh, you know, you basically respond, and then, you know, you'll make sure that confirm that you were able to answer, you know, their question, yeah. or, their, you know, um, their objection and uh, uh, one last one is uh, don't uh, don't make it look like a investigation uh, I've had so many people uh, sometimes you know when I listen to you know when I go to sales companies and train their sales people uh, I can I can listen when I shadow them that the prospect is all, almost done when you say okay what about this now especially those type of companies that they do band qualification now here's a list of questions for budget. Here's a list of questions for authority. Here's a list of questions for need. Here's a list of questions for timing. And if you make it look like uh, investigation or Q&A, then at some point the prospect would be like, buddy, just, just show me what you have. Or right. ask me these questions, right? So you have to make sure you set that expectations in advance ahead of your call that I'm going to ask you certain questions for 10 minutes in order to gain a better understanding of your point A, where you where you are today, and your point B, where you want to be in the future, and then at that point we'll realize, you know, we can figure out if there's a need, you know, based on what you're looking for and our products and services. If there was, great, we build a long-term partnership together. If not, you know, thank you so much for your time, and I wish you guys the best. Very simple. Dude, that is a, that is a lot of great information, David. Now, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. And so if we want to become a sales master, where can we find your book? I want to become a sales master. And this is, uh, you can find it on the Amazon. 
and uh, the proceeds uh, for this book is going to a charity in Ukraine for uh, people who are impacted by, by the war. So not 20%, 50% of it, all of it. Uh, so not only you will read an amazing sales book uh, with 17 chapters of uh, uh, all the things that I've learned you know, throughout my career, uh, like some amazing mentors that I've had throughout my entire career, but also yeah, you will be uh, helping those people as well. That is awesome, man. I really appreciate you taking the time and you'll have to do it again sometime, okay? My pleasure. Thank you so much. No problem. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.